more time for another episode. This is my friend Michael Hoffman. And Andrew Zabo. And we are Positively Outrageous. outrageous. We're the co-authors for the third edition of Positively Outrageous, along with T. Scott Gross, the original author. And it has been our pleasure to work with organizations across the country internationally on the topics of Positively Outrageous service, internally and externally, to create those uh, wow experiences that you just can't, can't wait, wait to tell somebody, to else, tell somebody about. else about. Yeah. Exactly and it right. does create, it, it does necessitate uh, creating a culture, doesn't it, Michael? Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not just about what you do externally, and it's also about what you do internally. Yeah. And we're in this unprecedented time right now, so we wanted to sort of go to the... Um, no, not not a rabbit trail, but we really wanted to address this particular time. And in fact, I was just uh, coaching somebody yesterday, and they were talking about the struggle that their whole team now is working virtually. And wow, uh, I've never had to do this before. And he's already noticed in his like team meeting that there is different dynamics. So there's a lot of, and a lot of people, a lot of you, I'm sure, are now, you know, working virtually. And, and facing a lot of things that we've never faced yeah, before. Exactly. I mean, that's what a pandemic does. I, I would, I can imagine. Uh, this is our first time I've ever experienced one. Yep. But to, it has shifted everything, and it has made us make choices that um, uh, are literally uh, genre changing. And and people are finding themselves uh, potentially doing things completely different internally and externally without any preparation whatsoever. I think that's been the, big, the biggest disruption Yes, is that we've had to make uh, massive adjustments in the way that we do business or even stay in business uh, on the fly yeah, and, and almost uh, overnight. It's exactly. Been crazy. I like what you said, you know, that disruption requires adjustment. And obviously a lot of people in this period, and we talked about this in our previous episode where we talked about things externally with your customers. Today, we're going to talk about the internal. And one of the elements of this this period, this unprecedented era that we're living in right now, we don't know if this is going to last a few weeks or a few months, or is this something that probably won't go on forever. It will, will come to an end. But uh, a lot of people are hunkering down. Mm-hmm. And the question is, are we going to live in fear or are we going to be fear less are we going to retreat or are we going to advance my dad used to have a saying he said i will know somebody with skill sets under pressure yeah and i like that because i when we use that a lot when we're talking with people about uh, the the uh, the choices that you make and the things that you say in those moments that have real influence real uh, impact on moving things forward and um now we're doing it on a on a business level you know, where our organization is going to do things and say things that that really determine this is what we really are. Yeah. You know, now that it's on the line, how do we respond? And that's why the word that you said is tremendously important to really think about and to talk about is what is our culture like? Yeah. Because it's being tested right now. What is our culture like? When the tornado rises or when the pandemic rises, does our team do this or does our team do that? Or, or are we all isolated? That this is now one of the big problems, is especially uh, for those of you who have businesses where you can say, okay, you can work from home. Now you have people in isolation. You know, so many people are used to, mm-hmm. wow, I just, you know, uh, in fact, that, that was the comp- part of the conversation yesterday. You know, we really love being together and there is this I sort of culture. Of yeah, yeah well, they, exactly. They feed off of each other's yeah. energy. They're a creative team. Yeah. 
they work on film changed. projects and, and so forth, and now all of a sudden everything has changed. And when everything changes, the ground rules change, don't yeah. they, Michael? Yeah. Well, and, and, so and before, we get into, well, yeah. before we get into specifics, you know, this is tremendously important because statistically, 1% increase in employee satisfaction directly relates to 2% increase in Customer, customer satisfaction. satisfaction yeah. In other words, how we work with each other, how we see each other, how I see me in this in this in this organization has a direct impact on the experience that uh, my customers are receiving. So to spend time on what are we doing as a family? How are we how how do we create this sense of family in a time when the mere mortal would run is everything. It really is everything. So we've got some ideas for you to help you uh, consider what about us? What about you? What about what about my team? How are we doing this uh, on purpose so that we can be effective and, and create more of that um, caring atmosphere in a time of crisis that elevates employee loyalty uh, at its peak. Yeah, so. and that employee, like Mike Michael said, I, and one of the things we've talked about before is it's infectious. Positively outrageous service is infectious. So when you infect your people and by serving them and loving on them in creative ways, and maybe it's it's time to sort of reiterate yeah. the three principles, but it, it's out, the three principles of positively outrageous service are it's, posi it's um, out of proportion to the circumstances. So when you love out of proportion to the circumstances, when you care for them out of proportion to the circumstances, and we know the circumstances have changed, right. then that has power. The second principle and is... And they, they love out of proportion. Yes, exactly, and yeah. it's infectious because then they will do it and, and who knows what, what, uh, what we, we, yeah, there's a direct correlation. So the second principle is random and unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. And again, when, Catching when, people when off the guard, I didn't change. expect that. That was awesome. That was great. Didn't yeah. see that coming. You know, uh, absolutely. That's a, and, that's a principle. And in this time of crisis, one of the things of we forget to do is to have Fun. That's the third one. Yeah, the is are one. we having fun? Very, very challenging in a time where, where great stresses. And, and I think the topic that I think we should start off in, because I th you brought it up, which I think is really important, is that we're finding ourselves, because of the isolation, because of what Corona is doing and having us all, you know, have distance, is that virtuality, is that being virtual now, working virtual, or even just, you know, stay home for the next two weeks. We, have, we are literally separated. So give us some ideas on how to uh, be effective while we are separate uh, might be a good place to start yeah i mean and, and one of the things that we, we talk about yes the principles don't change right but how you apply the principles will change so in other words the ground rules may change so for example yes if you used to uh gathering around the water cooler or or, or just just having um, team huddles having those team huddles well how can we do that um, how can we do that for in a virtual setting? Well, mm -hmm. it's still possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, instead of just having perhaps a conference call, mm -hmm. you know, a practical step would be maybe doing Zoom calls. So you can see everybody. So you can see some of the body language yeah. and you can see people's facial expressions. Yeah. So there's, there's power when you see... So, uh, you know, they say how, what there's 10, uh, well, there's different statistics, but a small percentage is in the words that you say, then a whole lot more is in how you say it. Mm -hmm. And then there, the third level, which is even greater, is actually seeing what somebody is saying. Yeah. The verbal. We take away that energy that we have when yeah. we feed off of each other. And so one of the biggest tips is 
is to have more connections virtually. You know, we may be separate for a while, but getting online and connecting online, whether it was with Zoom or Skype or um, uh, GoToMeetings, there's so many programs that are out there that allow this and do this effectively, is is have more virtual meetings. Even if they're smaller, make sure they're purposeful, make sure they've got an agenda and everything else. But one of the biggest things that we want to make sure is on the agenda is that we are still staying connected and still saying, you know, um, having an opportunity to connect with each other. And so one of the tips that, that I really want to drive home to make these effective is to make your virtual teams effective is to go over ground rules. We had said the word ground rules. That is a very important step because it's not just the ground rules that we're going to have a meeting, but an effective virtual meeting means that I have to behave differently. You brought up something that, you know, our paralanguage or the things that ha- that are other than our words are tremendously important. Well, in, in a virtual meeting, they're even more important. And so a gr- one of the ground rules that I know has really helped us in having meetings, because we talk with people all over the world. And so we have we have meetings over over the internet all the time. But is you have to establish the ground rule of make your responses verbal. Yes. <laughs> you can't just, you know, shake your head. I might miss it because your screen is too small. But to make it verbal, if you have an assent, don't think that you you know making a thumb sign or doing like that, maybe it's off camera. I didn't see it. I'm not paying attention to all the different eight screens that are on the uh, on my my monitor at the same time. I can't. So make your ascensions or your descensions more verbal so that I really understand. Do more check for understandings yes. to say, hey, did you get this? Is this making sense? Um, can we move forward? Those interactions like that. Yeah, the verbalness of an online meeting is tremendously important. Yeah, I want to really pull something out that Michael just said uh, towards the end there. And yes, every, everything you said was important, but that, that check-in, because you are only seeing that person's face. And as Michael said, you may even miss somebody's you know that seventh or eighth person and so you need to ask more in-depth questions where in a meeting you you see you don't just see their face you're seeing their body language as well and so asking those those do i call them checking questions so and and obviously you have different people on your teams you know some people are more uh, cerebral they're more thinkers other people are feelers so you've got to ask that question you may not do this in a face-to-face meeting because you can already see how that person feels. Sure. But asking the question, so what do you think about this? Yeah. Mary, what do you think? And being specific. and Or Brian, you know, Maps, he's more of a feeler. So it's like, um, Brian, how do you feel about this? And and making sure you've got that. And you're asking everybody on the team how they think, how they feel about things. So checking in and 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 getting to that deeper level so that they're interacting more and interacting with each other let them let them also you know ask those questions so partly is it's a coaching element and i i just want to also just go back to one thing i remember when i started coaching gosh 14 15 years ago a long time ago (laughs) but um (laughs) i was doing all those i was doing it always by phone and of course, now the technology, you get very crisp clip. I was doing a coaching uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact. And I've got, uh, I've got my uh, coachee, my participant in, you know, full blown, high definition color. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing. I just love it because I can really tell just even those little micro expressions, uh, how, how powerful that is. And so anyway, just to summarize here, virtual engagement, ask deeper questions, um, peel back the I call it peeling back the onion. You know what else? That's one of our favorite questions. Yeah, both is. of us. We, we love my that favorite question. coaching question right there. Yeah. Use it. Use it as yeah. you will. So it's tell gold. me. Oh, you know, uh, yes. how do you feel? How do you think? What else? What have we missed? Those. Those are all things to peel back the onion. 
Yeah, you know, um, uh, let me give you a quick example because I think this we could do a whole session just on yeah. this topic on how you do virtual meetings. But uh, I used to work with a, a gentleman by the name of Dennis, uh, Dennis Cherry, one of my favorite people in the world, favorite bosses. And um, he used to ask what else three times. That was his thing, three times. And there's nothing magic about three, but it kept him from moving forward too fast which I really appreciated, yeah. you know? So he would, he would have the habit of asking what else. We would almost check him off, but, but um, that along with, he used to call it roll call is, uh, uh, okay, roll call, before we move on, let's do a roll call. And he would go around everybody on the meeting and they had to give their assent that this is, I'm, I'm bored, I've got no questions, I've got yeah. nothing else. And he really did allow somebody to stop the train. Which Great I think rambles. is the big tip is is in doing these meetings, you know, you allow somebody to stop the train or throw in another question. Hey, before we move on, can we talk about? And he coached us or taught us this is the way we do it, and it's okay too. So don't think that we're going to get it right away. You know, go out of your way, like we said, to establish ground rules, verbalize the ground rules, set it up ahead of time, and you're going to find your your the the virtualness over the next couple of weeks that we're going to have to do in this craziness time is going to be a lot more effective. But you have to set it up and you got to coach to it. Very good. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, in this in this uh, era, in this unprecedented era that we, we, we live in is a lot of people are going to feel isolated. Yes, I know some of the introverts are going like, oh, this is great. <laughs> but there is going to be those who this is very, very unnerving for them. Um, you know, and perhaps they don't have family, perhaps they're single, you know, and they don't have people around them. Yeah. They don't have a family necessarily. Uh, and, and my work so, people are my family and I've been isolated from. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's probably certain individuals on your team that you need to check in with. And again, um, it's not just in that meeting, but maybe it takes another call. It takes that, that separate phone call. Even again, that video call, the beauty of, we can do in these zoom calls. We can, there, there's some very practical ways to, or FaceTime, mm -hmm. uh, WhatsApp there. There's, there's a lot of great tools that were, that's right there on our phones. And, and we can connect yeah. and, and see how that person is. How are, how are you really doing? Uh, in fact, one of the... That's a, that's a really good tip. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, one, one of the... Uh, you may hear this word. Uh, so how are you doing? And you hear the word... Fine. Fine. And I always think, you know, fine is an acronym that stands for freaked out, I'm, or I'm insecure, I'm neurotic, or emotionally unstable. <laughs> that's, a, that's what it stands for. That's what fine means. And because I'm fine. let me I'm tell fine. you, oh, nine, no. nine times out of ten, maybe even more <laughs> than nine times, or probably more like 19 out of 20 times, I, uh, when somebody says fine, I ask them, how are you really doing? And it's amazing the response uh, I get. So, yeah, we, we talked about this in a previous episode with our customers, but we should be doing this with our, our teammates as well uh, because there are some people that we don't, we don't know what their circumstances are. And, and it could be that, well, you know, I have an elderly parent and uh, they're, they're in this nursing home. And, yeah. of course, we've heard about the hor horrors of some of these nursing homes and what's going on. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that are, are preying on people's minds that we, we have no clue until we ask the question, how are you really doing? I had a conversation just yesterday uh, that kind of took me aside, put me through a loop because I didn't realize that, that they were thinking about those type of deep things. And it was a young mother that was... Um, who basically we were ending a phone call and then she had brought up this topic of, you know, I'm not doing okay. And she asked me to pray for her, actually. Mm -hmm. She said, I, I really wish you would, would pray for me. And and I was taken aback a little bit. of like, really? Why? What's going on? I thought something tried. And, and she just started to tell me about how I, she had so much anxiety. She's got two small kids. 
and this whole idea about the pandemic and where she's at, she's a young mom and, and her, uh, her husband is, you know, a first responder. So it was, it, I, I didn't think that she was feeling that deeply about the state of the world, where they're going, what her kids are growing up in. It was, it really kind of took me back for a minute. And, and the point is, is that you really, we really don't know the, what our people are facing. And this isn't a management thing. This is a team thing. You can be on a team and still do this. And, And that talk about one of the pillars of positive outrageous service, random and unexpected call somebody, man, call somebody on your your team, reach them out, reach out to them. Just check in every once in a while, but really check in. That's the point is really check in. How are you doing personally? Um, talk about uh, building a, a team, building a culture. Yeah. A culture is what we tolerate and what we celebrate. And, and, um, uh, and we create family. And this is one of the ways to create family is to be random and unexpected, reach out to the people that you work with or that work for you and, and, and seek, them, seek out their personal opinions of what's yeah, going and in on. Reality, Just make sure pe- they're okay. And in reality, people will remember this for, for years to come. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, caring in a, in a time of crisis. We talked last week uh, in our previous episode, caring in, in a time of crisis elevates customer loyalty. But caring in a time of crisis elevates also loyalty among a team. And there's power in that. So all of these principles that we're talking about, that creates loyalty, it, cre- it deepens the friendship, it creates bonds, because uh, ultimately, you know... When it hits the fan, I know you are for yeah, me. Exactly. We're all, we're, we were created to be now relational. Heroes, yeah. And we're in this period where relationships are, are fractured because we're, we're often in, in isolation. So one, one. one of the things that uh, I, uh, Michael and I were talking about before we, we got on air here is um, uh, being them-focused... T- tell me more about that, Michael. I, well, I love that for being being them focused. I mean, we experience it now. I mean, we've experienced it over the last couple of weeks. You know, where when we first start hearing, "Oh my gosh, this is actually happening. This is really real." I mean, uh, and we joke about it a lot. Where's the toilet paper? Everybody starts hoarding toilet paper and, and food and everything else, even though there's no shortage on the food or the toilet paper. But we become very self focused. Self preservation kind of kicks in. But I'm hoping that it's starting to loosen up a little bit that we actually will have food. There's no shortage of all of this stuff. It's just being smart about it. And now that our, our own families are taken care of, we might have enough stock to, you know, survive for two weeks in the house if we had to. But the fact is, is, is more sooner than later is to start to get them focused, get others focused. How can I help you? How can I serve you? If everyone on our team, and this is fostered by the leadership because you can't, you can't have two faces. The fish stinks from the head, we like right. to say all the time, is if you want to you know, go out of your way to be random and unexpected out of proportion to the circumstances, it starts with each one of us in owning that philosophy of I am for you. You know, a positively outrageous service is really the philosophy of love. It's love in the workforce. And so, and love is self-focused. I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's the opposite of it's self-focused. self-focused yeah. yeah, it's, it's you-focused. What can I do for you? How can I serve you? How can I take chances for you? Because if I'm doing that for you and you're doing that for me, our team is just tight. There's a reason why I'll go to hell and back for my, the people that I work for. There's a reason why, you know, I've, I've gone through a burning building for bosses in my time. And there are bosses that I've worked for that I'd rather stay in the building. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you know? and, the, and the difference is how I feel about me when I'm around them. And it all comes from being them focused. So I have a boss that is them focused, meaning me. And I know that and I feel that by his actions. Well, that, that goes with me too, is I've got to be them focused, especially for the people that I work with. Yeah, so the practical application there is start... Don't think about yourself. Think about Only. others. How can I? T- how can I be intentional? Yeah. 
and be reaching out. So we talked about several ways. So let's you know, reach out to those people that you don't know what their story is. Um, uh, use video. And um, one of the principles we, we mentioned, we touched on, is having fun. There's a tremendous amount of tension and stress just with this pandemic going on. There is tension and stress normally in our normal day-to-day -day work. So you add those two together and it multiplies. It's not really added together. There's a multiplication factor. So we need something to relieve that tension. And uh, we're seeing you know, different countries do some fun things. So what can you do? To, to relieve uh, the tension. You know, there's some, some practical things. We talked about, um, uh, you, know, you know, wearing a mask uh, and having, uh, having some fun with masks, for instance. Yeah. And you've got your mask there, right there. Yeah, we actually had an organization that was talking about having um, uh, fashion shows with some of the equipment that's used with gloves and masks and things yeah. like that, which I absolutely love. You know, um, uh, uh, fashion shows with who, can, who pulls it off, you know, who wore it best, I should say, you know. Um, it was one Affleck. I have a wonderful organization that we work Affleck, with. Yeah. Affleck is one of my favorite companies in the world because they know how to have fun. And they're constantly finding ways to get outside themselves and just have a blast in their departments and to break it up and to get up from their chairs and have fun. And so we have a who wore it best, you know. <laughs> how do you show the expression in your eyes, you know, <laughs> as far as uh, turning in submissions as to the best expression in your eyes and how you do. You know, basic, basically it's it's what are you doing to to take advantage of the situation to have a to have a blast. Yes. Maybe doing a dance video. Yeah, well, I, well, I can testify this, to that. This man is the master of the dance video. Well, maybe not the master, but I will tell you, will tell you the quick story. Yes, 15 million story. views 15. on a dance video that was sort of a similar situation. It wasn't the pandemic, but here in Dallas, we had an ice storm where we were isolated. Isolated? Yeah, because you got you to understand, in Dallas, we don't do hard water. I mean, we don't. <laughs> our, our nearest snowplow is in Denver, okay? So we don't do hard water. So what happened was, is we were iced in. We, we were get, frozen in. Yeah, we were frozen literally frozen free. for four days. <laughs> four days. And you have to understand, when it ices, you you don't leave. You can't leave. You can't leave the house because there's no traction. We don't have any snow tires. So we are locked in the house for literally four days. And on the third day... You decided my, to have some fun with well, your daughter. My, my daughter was 24 <laughs> years old, and she goes, Dad, what do you want to do? And I go, I don't know what you want to do. And she goes, let's make a video. And I said, sure. So we literally called it the Ice Day Challenge. You can look it up. Michael Hoffman or Allie, Mike and Allie Hoffman, Ice Day Challenge. And, and we called it that because we made it as a challenge to the siblings and the people in our families that lived in the area saying, this is what we're doing locked in the house. What are you doing? And it went viral and it went 15 million views it was shared 250,000 times we had we had comments from all over the world people coming in and the reason why i think that's important right now is people are wanting to have fun yeah. they're wanting to let their hair down yeah. they they want it you know um we we had literally hundreds and hundreds of people write us notes and they fell into two categories it was either i wish i had or you remind me of which I think mm -hmm. is really telling in this type of pandemic thing, which is you don't don't even second guess yourself. If it's fun, do it because there are people that are wanting yes. to to break it up. That's why you'll make somebody smile. Yeah, if it's yeah. only just one person yeah. that you've made them smile, yeah, you've achieved it. Yeah. Okay, and and so whether it's to your customers, to your team. Um, or you're doing, yeah. you're having a have a dance competition among you, bring all your team Absolutely. members. Absolutely, you know, uh, you, you never know what's going to go viral. A lot of people say, "When are you going to make your next viral video?" And we have to remind so them, we can't. didn't make the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a response to, which is the point: is don't hesitate. People are wanting it. Go ahead, and who knows? It might be viral. You'll you'll get some. some yeah. Because the beauty about fun is it's infectious. 
and we need that right now. And it's it's they say yeah, what's it? Laughter is the best medicine, and we need some medicine right now in 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 this in this pandemic. So uh, we've talked about a number of things. We've talked about having fun. We've talked about uh, video. Uh, we've talked about uh, checking in with people who may feel more isolated than others. Um, you know, using, you know, ensuring that you, you really, you know, setting some different ground rules, uh, asking better questions. Um, and, but things will still go wrong, won't they, Michael? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they're going to. Um, so what can we do in that kind of situation? Grace, baby. A lot grace. of forgiveness. You grace, know, this, forgiveness. Is a, this is a time for making large choices. You know, out of proportion to the circumstances is one of the pillars, which means that make big choices. I mean, right now, our culture is being defined. Under, under challenge, our culture is defined. We say a lot of things. There's plaques up on the wall. But when push comes to shove, and right now, pushing and shoving is happening because of what we're facing we are defining what our culture is and there are people that are going to be making big choices back them up that's what that means yeah. is back them up a lot of grace a lot of forgiveness uh, one of my favorite stories that we tell all the time is uh uh it's it, relate to it if you can but there was a a salesman who made who, who lost a million dollars in a in a, a snafu that he had mm -hmm. with a client and he literally botched the job and he lost a million dollars and and uh, he knew he was going to be fired Absolutely knew he was going to be fired. Comes in the next day, and he was expecting it's going to happen. It's going to happen. As a matter of fact, that the morning goes on. It's not. Me. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. Finally, he gets a call. The boss wants to see. And anyway, here it goes. Here it comes. And he goes into the office, and the boss is talking about all kinds of things. And he guy can't stand it after a while. He goes, "Just do it. Just do it. Just fire me, would you please?" And the boss is looking. He goes, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "I lost a million dollars. Just you know, let's end this." And he looks at him. He goes, "Fire you." I just spent a million dollars on your education. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 wisdom. That's grace. Yeah, that's, that's grace, grace and that's and forgiveness. Wisdom. And I and that, that really yeah. is understanding what's going on. This is the time when we want our people to make big choices. So, you know, go out of your way to help others. Go out of your way to serve. Go out of your way to say, in this situation, I'm going to do this. And you need to back your people. You need to back your team members. You need to say yes more than no. Yes. In this time of crisis, we're defining our character. So it's time to say yes more than no. I have more options with yes than I do no. Yeah, and the I first like person who says sorry is the winner. Is the winner. Yeah. The first person to forgive is a winner. Yeah. And the first person to show grace is ultimately I don't know who you are in your team, whether yeah. you're the manager, you're the leader, or you're just you're one of the coworkers. We can all say sorry, forgive, and extend grace. Absolutely. Right? So the point is you go first. You go first. You go first. Set precedence. And trust me, you're going to you're going to you're going to be the catalyst that this is the way we do it. And it needs to be done, you know, big and bold and, and wildly. And you'll see the impact. Yeah. So I know we've, we've covered a lot here covered today. Covered a lot of ground. Um, how caring in a time of crisis elevates uh, team loyalty. Yep. So um, I, we, we're actually going to put this up on our blog. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find that at positivelyoutrageousservice.com forward slash blog. Yep. And, uh, we want you to be uh, out of proportion to the circumstances. We want you to uh, have fun. And, and we want you to... What's the third one? <laughs> Beyond the circumstances. <laughs> I heard the music. Yeah, on the, I heard the music. Yeah, and, and out of proportion to the circumstances. Uh, <laughs> holy cow. 
The music made me freeze. The music. That's all the right. The music made me freeze. Well, just check us out on the blog. It's all right there. All the principles of positively outrageous service. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to you becoming positively, positively outrageous. outrageous. I totally went blank. Thanks, Ed. No. <laughs>